Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And this week, we're going to focus on the best laid plans and how sometimes the best laid plans just go sideways. We're talking about our summers, our expectations for what they were going to look like, and what the reality is. But first, you can always find more of us outside the podcast on Instagram at Megan and Wendy LSS, or you can hop into our private and exclusive Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And actually, I think we have one today. Megan. I have been waiting to read this email for a long time, and it is from Ashley, who says, after listening to your last po- last podcast, I had an ah-must email my secret shame moment after hearing Megan's line-cutting adventure. A little note from me, you may recall that I snapped at someone who suggested that I had perhaps cut in front of them in line. I probably had. It was a weak moment in the heat of Disney. However, I must first qualify that I highly identify with the people-pleasing Megan. I would never be anything but an apologetic, basically doormat to rando strangers in real life. So much. So it's a borderline problem, y'all. But we had the opportunity to take our first trip to Disneyland many moons ago with our four-year-old twins and one-year-old son in July. It was an unmitigated nightmare, as I'm sure you can imagine. And by day two, I was a walking husk of a human being. So there I am, bedraggled in unbearable heat and humidity with too many young babies waiting forever for some tram from Disneyland Hotel or something to the park. Who can remember? We're all lined up at the door and some dude just comes strolling up and I immediately bristle and get snappy with, there is a line, sir. This dude instantly takes offense and starts getting super aggressive and the men in my party have to intervene. I just about lose all of my shit. An employee has to come over. Oh my God, my hands are in my face typing this. And maybe... (laughs) There are not enough lines, not even lines for this tram. I think maybe not. But by God, I will be the first one to board the tram to air conditioning with my GD sweaty, unhappy babies. Once safely ensconced in the tram, I almost hyperventilate from the realization that me, yes, me, almost caused some sort of gasp physical altercation at Disneyland. I didn't even know who I was at that point and decided to shut the ever-loving hell up for the rest of the trip because I was mortified. I still get the icky tummy tingly feels even thinking about it. Needless to say, we have never been back to Disney since, and I am fine with that. Thanks for keeping my summer upbeat with your banter. Have a great weekend. (laughs) She's one of me in terms of, like, Disneyland's overrated. (laughs) Nobody nobody actually has fun at Disneyland because it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Disneyland in July is overrated. I'll give you that. And people suck in general. So, you know, oh, my God, I can't even believe, like... The dudes in her party intervened with this guy and an employee came over. Oh, my God. But, yes, sir, there probably was a line. And even if there isn't an official line, if you were not there first, step back. Seriously, have some courtesy. Like, (laughs) assess the situation. Read the damn room. There are people here before you waiting to get on the tram. I feel for her 100%. And, um... Oh, I just hate confrontation. Like, I'm, I, I don't think I'm a total doormat, but I just hate, like, the idea of confrontation and maybe not feeling safe in that situation. Like, in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm like, oh, my God, fist fights breaking out in front of small children. You know, that's what I think is going to happen. So I would right. just be like, okay, go ahead. You know, ugh. I hear you. That's a great email. It was a great email. Thank you so much, Ashley. Just a quick note for our Patreon subscribers. We know we owe you July content. We're going to talk about that in just a second of where we've been. Um, But it's coming. So just hang tight. And speaking of where we've been, we took an unintentional two-week hiatus from the podcast because we were taken down by the summer cold that will not die. Yeah, like not COVID because I was tested, you were tested. (laughs) It wasn't COVID, but holy hell, summer cold 2021 left me like house ridden for a good 10 days. I was really sick. Yeah, it hit. Wendy definitely got sicker than I did. I was probably actively sick for four or five days and I had like two solid days where I was like non-functional. And look, I've had a lot of colds in my life. And typically, 
You just kind of go on with your life. It's just like slightly more annoying when you have a cold. This took me out. I don't know if it's like being out of practice from being sick. If this particular cold is just really aggressive, like, haha, suckers, you thought you were done with colds. I don't know. But I'm hearing a lot of people are getting it and it's a bummer. Well, I would say I was like super freaked out because day five when I had it, um, I had a hair appointment and I went to the salon. I knew I didn't have COVID because I hadn't been exposed, but I went to the salon and at my salon, they have those really good, like, uh, what's that brand? Bowl Spa? What is it called? Oh, Volume Spa. That's it. They have those candles there and I always like love to smell them. So I'm smelling the new ones and I was, I could not smell anything. My face was like buried deep into these little like jars. And I thought, oh my God, I have COVID. I can't smell anything. I can't taste anything. I had a minor meltdown and I went and got a COVID test that day and turns out it was negative. So I don't know what this cold was, but it really kicked my ass. Yeah, mine too. And I had like one day where I was basically like delirious on the couch. I was, it was bizarre. So that's where we were. We were not in a place to be recording podcasts, I completely lost my voice for a couple <laughs> days. Was could not have sat here talking for forty five minutes. That's no, I have some exciting news to tell I everybody. Wait to talk about this. Well, if you follow our Instagram, you saw it already. But I got my eyebrows microbladed. That means tattooed. Yes, my friend Shauna. I sent her a text. I was like, I got my, uh, I got my eyebrows microbladed. She's like, Oh my god. You're a savage, your first tattoo, and you get it on your face. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> and you guys, I am so happy I did it. I almost chickened out more than twice. Um, and admittedly, they look crazy. Like the first few days, they look real crazy. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? Why did I do this? Um, but three, four, five days in, I was like, yes, I have eyebrows all day, every day. I I'm so excited. I do not regret it. They look great, you guys. Um, I think the only pictures are posted in our story, so we're going to need to get a picture on the feed for everybody to see. Because honestly, even day one, Wendy thinks they looked intense. And I'm sure they looked more intense than they settled down to. But even that day, I've seen people have their eyebrows microbladed. And like I said, it's like an angry bird on your face. And this was <laughs> not that. I mean, day one, they looked great. And so they just looked even better once they had settled into their natural state. I'm very envious. I would very much like to get it done. I'm a big chicken, but I do not enjoy doing my eyebrows. And mine are, Wendy has eyebrows. Like, she has visible eyebrows on her face. I do not. Mine are completely transparent. So I'm very tempted now, especially with your success story. Well, I will tell you, um, it did not hurt at all. At all? I didn't. Th- I have a high, uh, high pain tolerance for the most part, but I didn't think it hurt at all. And the first go through, she does it without any numbing cream because they want to oh. get a nice clean outline. And I guess the numbing cream can kind of... Um, like plump the skin a little uh-huh. bit. So the first go through, like, I mean, it it felt like something, but it did not hurt. And then she numbs it and then and then goes in and does all the work. And so with that being said, after it was done, there was a little bit, it was like raised a little bit. And mm-hmm. my skin was pretty sensitive that it it reacted to the pigment. So they looked really red. And when I got home, my husband and daughter were home. And I was like, okay, guys. And the looks on their faces was not great. And my husband says, I'm going to have to get used to those. And I almost um. died. I was like, they're going to they're gonna get better. I swear. She says they're going to get better. They're going to get like 30%. They're going to, you know, like reduce. I mean, they're going to lighten up 30% or whatever. And sure right. enough, they did. They look killer. I'm so excited. If you guys are in Orange County and you are considering having your brows tattooed, I have the name for my girl. Her name is Sarah. I love her. Very happy. I'm very happy for you. Um, in less triumphant news. Yes. You know, at the beginning of summer, we announced all these plans. And one of Wendy's was like, I'm getting my eyebrows microbladed this summer. And she followed through. And one of mine was like, I'm doing couch to 5K this summer. <clears throat> and, uh, well, <laughs> let's talk about that. Because I was derailed uh, by going on vacation because I was yes 
And then yeah. I never got back on the horse. I just couldn't get back into the routine. I would still very much like to. Um, but I wasn't, I never thought to myself, I'll do this over vacation. That was never part of the plan. I knew I wasn't going to. And we, honestly, there was no time. We were so busy. We were up so early. It wouldn't have worked. But I really thought I would come back and I would get back into the routine of getting up early and getting out of the house. And so far that hasn't happened. But, but Wendy did say, wait, I want to do it with you. So wait for me. To start over, because <laughs> I was so on I'm my just been waiting bed. for the green light. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for the green light from Wendy. Well, you know, it's so funny. It's like we couldn't do it today because it's raining here. So that would have <laughs> derailed us today if we tried to do it. You know, we we just need to set a date on the calendar, day one, and then and go from there. And I'm going to say it here. I like making these big pl- proclamations online and to the internet because. I want other people to join us. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? And mm -hmm. then it makes me feel accountable in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, we did that thing. What was that? Walk. What what did we do with us? I don't remember. Shorties get moving. Yeah. That's it. it. The close your rings challenge. I was in the last place like from go. And, but I still enjoyed being part of the community of doing it. So if anybody wants to do couch to 5k with us, drop us an email, come into our Facebook shorties group, let us know. And then maybe we can, is there like some sort of like program we can set up? Do you know? Well, we can at least have like an accountability thread in the group. That would be very fun. Okay. And listen to this. So my daughter and I went to go play, um, it's called foot golf. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's basically you go to a golf course, but you kick a soccer ball into, and you try to get the soccer ball into a whole sized for the soccer ball it's uh-huh. quite fun but at, you are playing on the golf course with golfers at the same time so it gets a little oh. hairy because you're trying to like navigate the golfers too right and at one point we had like played through so we were skipping like a group of golfers and i was and they were like teeing off and for some reason we were like downwind of them teeing off so i was like run run and I could barely run. I'm almost embarrassed to admit, like, but I just felt like a turtle, like, trying to get out of there. You know, when you have those dreams where you, yes, yes, where you're running, but you can't move. Oh, it was, it was exactly how that was. And it was awful. So I think I need to, like, train myself on how to run a little bit, at least, at least a 5K. Well, and when I was doing Couch 5K for the brief moments that it lasted, one thing I noticed, and I went to Instagram to talk about it is I just felt so heavy at the beginning. Like I just felt like it was a lot of work to get my body off the ground to run. Yeah. Uh-huh. And a lot of people said that they experienced that. And I got a lot of feedback. One that, yes, of course, it gets better with time. But also some people said that they always feel like that at the beginning of a run. Like the longer they go, the better they feel. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to be that person who's like, oh, a longer run. I, I'm... I am fully prepared to be the person who hates every minute of it, but is just kind of doing it to prove a point to myself that I can do it. I don't anticipate becoming um, a person who considers themselves a runner. Look, this is what I think we should do. Let's get it started. And then I think we should put on the calendar and register for like the local Orange County 5K. When do they do that? Do you know? Is that... May? Is that next year? I don't know, I don't what, know what you're what talking about. There's an Orange County 5K. There's like a million of them. There's like the big, you know, marathon run, but they also have like a little 5K oh, we could do. Okay. Yes, that's in May, the OC Marathon. Okay, okay. so it's past. Yeah, we're going to be like fully done. There's a billion 5Ks. We can find one. Turkey trot. Let's do it. Find a 5K turkey trot. That's a good idea. For November. Should we do it? That's a great idea. Well, you don't sound that excited. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh, God, I got to get up early on Thanksgiving and go run. But I, it is it is a good idea. It gives me something to look forward to. That's great timing. I'm into well, it. 
Okay, we'll see. And I'm not hosting Thanksgiving this year, so I'm into it. I'm good. I can just come home. See? Yeah, and spend the rest of the day. I'm like, I ran today. I don't have to do anything else for the rest of the day. Eat and hang out, everybody. I ran today. And by the way, none of this, like, oh, we earned our turkey. That's not what we're doing. Like, you do not have to earn your food by running. Let's just put that out there, everybody. No, 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 no. Um, So speaking of running, have you watched any of the Olympics? I have watched a bit of the Olympics. The Olympic coverage feels overwhelming right now. I have, it's all recording. And every time I open up my YouTube TV app, there's like 9,000 minutes of Olympic coverage recording. Uh Um, So then I usually get overwhelmed and click away that my husband has been watching. And so I'm like, if he watches, I'm like, okay, I'll sit here and watch this. But well, I have some mixed feelings about admitting that I'm watching the Olympics. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because, you know, there's a little bit of controversy surrounding it. And I feel like <clears> it's kind of like one of those things like, you know, I may shop at Hobby Lobby, but do I admit to it? Or I may eat at Chick-fil-A, but do I admit to it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's how the Olympics feel to me this year. Like, I want to watch it, but I don't want to tell anybody I'm watching it because there's so much controversy around it. Yeah, I think it's it's a double-edged sword. And it's sad because I've always really loved the Olympics. I've always looked forward to the Olympics. And I it hasn't always there's always probably been problematic pieces to it, but mm-hmm. it's I'm much more aware of it this year. Um never mind the fact that it's happening in the middle of a pandemic in a country that does not have super great access to the vaccine, so there's that aspect. There's some pretty serious uh you know, racial equality issues that need to be addressed, uh, gender equality issues. I mean, like you've seen the male athlete who is such a threat as a sexual predator to everyone else that he had to fly separately and stay in a separate bedroom. But one person what? smoked weed and <laughs> she can't go to the Olympics. Yes, we will link that article. It's bananas. Like just the stuff that comes out is wild and you know, on the one hand, you've got these athletes that have trained for this your entire life and you want to support them because this is a big moment for them, of course, huge. And on the other hand, the Olympics as a whole has some issues that it needs to address. Mm-hmm. So I will say here that I am watching it because I do want to, you know, support these athletes who have worked their entire lives for this stuff. And it breaks my heart that their parents can't be there to see it, you know, and they're like, showing them remotely like you know from their houses and the like Mm -hmm. have you noticed like the feeds are always terrible and they're like trying to communicate with their like son or daughter or whatever and um it's just bad but i mean i do love watching the sports and i get so excited like we were watching swimming last night and i was like oh my god what's gonna happen it was so fun well, even I, I found myself cheering for fencing the other night, even though we were watching in the entire time. Like, we watched an entire round, and I was like, I still have – I've been watching this for 30 minutes. I have no idea what counts as a touch for a point and what doesn't. We could not figure it out for the life of us, but mm-hmm. um, it is fun, and I really like cheering for someone. I will say, if you want to support the athletes, one fun way to do that is many of the Olympic athletes have TikTok accounts, and they're very enjoyable. Some of them are making funny TikToks. Some of them are just like – this is inside the Olympic Village. Here's where we have to eat. Here's, you know, what our rooms look like. It's just kind of a fun behind the scenes, like come to practice with me. It's just a fun way to kind of experience the Olympics with the Olympians that takes some of the, like, I'm not paying NBC dollars with this view. Right. Yeah. So. The um, the women's national soccer team, they were making TikToks. They were doing their own like private um, opening ceremonies and they were like joking around. They were all dressed up and mm-hmm. in the hotel hallway, like doing something. Yeah, because so. they had practiced during the opening ceremonies. Yeah. So oh, anyway, I know. Well, the soccer, you know, I love me some female soccer and the games have been playing like at 4.30 a.m. Eastern time. So that's mm-hmm. like 1.30 here. So I record it and then I stay off of my phone and get up and watch the soccer game um, just because I love soccer so much. But uh, I hate this time difference situation because when it's yeah. on in prime time, it's already happened. They're mm-hmm. already showing mm-hmm. like just clips like, uh, can it just be somewhere closer for me <laughs> out of my own selfish needs? Right. I know. That is a challenge. And that's 
<clears throat> the problem with the delayed coverage is exactly what you said. It's on social media. So especially these big names like Katie Ledecky, I already knew what place she took prior to even watching it. So because mm-hmm. it's the headline on Twitter. So that is frustrating also. But yes, I am. I am watching it with a little bit of guilt about it. Let us guys let us know if you guys are watching yeah. the Olympics or not, and what your what sport you're looking forward to, or what event you're looking forward to. We watched skateboarding the other night, and it was the first time skateboarding's been in an Olympic sport, and it was quite entertaining. I gotta say, I love how the skateboarders all perform with their AirPods in their ear. <laughs> oh my god! At one point, this guy he kind of ate it, and his phone his fell out of his pocket, <laughs> and we were cracking up. We're, oh, he got he dropped his phone. You know. Just the skate park down the street <laughs> it's so funny but they all have to wear like those like uh the uniform you know the uniform the official uniforms i guess which looks so weird because you know skatewear is so you know like regular clothing right, right. and um you know they're wearing like nike branded weird shirts and hats it's just so it's so weird but i quite enjoyed it it was very entertaining i agree All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, we have a quick favor to ask of you and a huge thank you to those of you who have already done this. We have a short survey available to listeners of the podcast because we want your feedback. We want to know what you think as we plan this next year of the podcast. We're coming up on one year in September. So if you would visit meganandwendy.com slash survey and give us a few minutes of your time to answer those questions, we would greatly appreciate it. And we'll leave a quick link to that in the show notes so you can find it easily as well. So we're back and today we really just wanted to check in, kind of do a state of the summer address. Uh, I really went into this summer really excited, high hopes for the summer (laughs) and uh, would love to talk about where we are now in terms of that. Um, I think the reality of the summer is very different than our vision of it in June. And so let's talk about it. All right. The only way that I can sum it up is Judy Moody and the bummer summer. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like summer is kicking my ass right now. It's absolutely kicking my ass. Not only have I been sick for three weeks, but Mm -hmm. on top of it, there's just the expectation versus reality and the high hopes that I had. There was so much on the back of summer 2021. Right. We should have known that it was going to be kind of a letdown in so many ways. And look, I'm not here. I went on a beautiful, wonderful vacation with my husband. That aside, the day-to-day is kicking my ass. I hear you. I, you know, I do think I, like I said, went into summer 2021 ready for this to be my redemption for the past year and a half. Um, COVID aside, the past year and a half has been a nightmare for our family. And I was really ready to put a lot of that behind us. And I don't like summer. So... That was a tall order for me to take this time of year that I genuinely dislike, that I'm always honestly like mildly depressed because I'm uncomfortable and I hate being hot and it makes me upset. And then to put all these expectations on it and the reality is not what I had imagined, guys. I mean, let me just paint a quick picture for you. Um, this We're putting in a pool and I realize this is not nobody cares about my complaints about the process of putting in a pool. But in my mind, I had believed that it was going to be done mid-July and there were many delays that made that not a reality. And so I was thinking like, we're just going to be grilling in the backyard while the kids are swimming and it'll be great. I can't even go in my backyard. And when we grill right now, we do it in the front yard and we sit in the driveway with a porta potty within 10 feet of where we're sitting. Like that is the ultimate like expectation versus reality right now. So I think let's, can we just like vent a little bit about the things that are not going we want the way we wanted to? We'll, we'll bring it back around, but let's just put it all out there. Do it. 
we have kids. I feel like I'm doing a bad job of like balancing giving them a fun summer with me not actually being a very fun parent. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because that's not true. You are a fun parent. Eh. You come on. You you arrange things for for them to do and allow them to do things. So I mean, you're not you know dancing in front of them or whatever. You know what I mean. Like keeping them entertained all day long. They're at an age where they don't need to be entertained all day long. Same right. as I'm my a, kid. I'm a good arranger, but I will admit, like my daughter wants to have friends over basically every single day. And sometimes she asks and like my first reaction is like, oh. <laughs> oh, same here. Same here. And it's we, not because I don't, I, I mean, I enjoy when she has friends over and I do ideally like to be that house where like I want everybody to feel welcome to come to but the reality is my husband is still home working also we have three dogs which are nightmares to manage and um I just there's other things that I need to do for myself or need to do for our home that I can't just be like sure everybody come over and let me put aside the stuff I need to do you know to make it a fun summer Right. I hear you. Um, you have letting down your kid on the list. What ways do you feel like you're? Well, it's like she came to me the other night and she was all mopey. Now, first of all, I'm going to talk about she went away to camp mm-hmm. earlier this summer and we'll talk about that in a minute. But she came home and she had like that camp let down, you uh, know, like yeah. mm-hmm. where you're doing something fun every single day. And then she comes home and it's back to like, oh, we got to eat dinner and here we're going to hang out and watch TV and you're going to have soccer practice. And like, oh, we need to walk the dogs and, you know, normal day to day stuff. Right. Um, and so she came to me and she was like all moopy about it. She's very emotional. She's 13 and a half. Um, so sometimes I can't figure out if she's just being like super emotional or if she's really bothered by something so we had this big talk and she's just like I feel like she says to me I feel like you put off things so if she says I want to do this I go okay great we can do that tomorrow we can do that later in you know later in the week or whatever she wants me to be like yes let's jump let's do it now and I just told her like that's not a reality and I feel bad being like the messenger but what can I do I can't like just drop everything and be like yeah let me take you to the beach or let me take you to Knott's Berry Farm or let me drive you here or have your 800 friends over you know what I mean I really feel that too you know my kids are I would say having a pretty good summer we went on a nice vacation they're seeing their friends they're going to the beach they're doing things you know they're staying up late they're but in those in-between moments where it's not so much summer, it's just life, I think they're, like, they can get real grouchy. Um, yes. And I, you know, our summer's pretty unstructured. Uh, I know a lot of my son's friends going into high school are in summer school this year, and so they're a little busier. My kids don't really have things that they're doing in their downtime. So I think they're like, wait a minute. You're not – I." This isn't fun right now. This is just like we're hanging out. I got to walk the dog or I got to make my bed and they don't want to do that doesn't sound fun to them. And I get it. It is not fun. Um, but I will admit that my reaction to those moments isn't always coming from the best. Like I understand how this feels place. Like sometimes my reaction is just frustration because mm-hmm. I'm like this. We just, I know this is not the fun part. This is the part we just have to get through. And it would really be helpful to me if you didn't make a face or you didn't sigh or you didn't complain or you didn't give me 900 reasons why this is not the thing you want to be doing right now. Like let's be on my team here. So I you know, give the stuff you, you do so- want to do. Aren't you so tired of having that conversation, though? Like I am, I am. It's probably every other day here in this house. We yes, it is happens a lot here. And the the thing I dislike about it the most is it makes me look forward to the school year because yeah. getting back into the routine I know is so good for them, and I know. You know, having things to do, I'm not saying I want to punish them and send them to school. I just, I know that when they're in a routine and they're getting up every day and they're going to school every day, it's easier to do those things. And it's harder when your mode is relaxation to break out of that mode. 
But I also, look, they've had a rough year and a half. I want them to enjoy this summer. I'm doing what I can to make it fun. Sometimes I just want them to meet me halfway. And I'm not saying you need to be excited about walking the dog. You don't need to be excited about making your bed. I just don't need to necessarily have a discussion about it every time it needs to be done. Yeah, it's the same thing happening here. And I'm glad that maybe it's just the age of our kids or it's it's the last a result of the last 15 months i don't know but i'm just glad i think yeah i'm just glad that like (laughs) you and i can discuss this that i'm not like alone out in this island of parenting right it's hard it's very hard so one thing that happens to us every summer with the exception of last year is i feel like we start bleeding money Mm -hmm. it's just like a fire hose of spending and I need to remember that that's how it is every year. Because in addition to everyone being home and, you know, going out and doing fun things costs money, it's also everyone's going back to school. So we just bought everyone new shoes for next month. And my daughter came downstairs wearing hers. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, you still have shoes that fit you. Keep those new shoes new for school because it's still like three and a half weeks away. <laughs> you can thrash those shoes in three and a half weeks. That feels... That feels stressful to me, just the amount of money we spend on, like, both fun and, like, school prep. Well, you, you're you so budget conscious, budget conscious, and which there's nothing wrong with that. And so I think, like, having, like, no control over, like, the spending feels, you know, uncomfortable, likely. Is that right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it just it feels out of control for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of in the same boat. Like, um, I just feel you know, I'm not great at a budget, and I keep saying every month, like, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm gonna cut all the stupid expenditures that we don't need, and blah blah. What does our future look like if I don't have a budget? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big conversation. It's a big conversation. Maybe we, I know we talked about budgeting here before. I feel like we need to talk about it again because I think I need you to like walk me through how to make it happen. Okay. All right. All right. Basic <laughs> budgeting. Um, so another big um, rain cloud hanging over summer that is, I will admit, a bit of a surprising bummer to me is uh, how much COVID has impacted our summer. (laughs) Well, listen, so that's so funny that you say that because I was thinking about like how great I thought the summer was going to be and didn't really factor in that COVID still exists. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously I know it does, um, but that it's still very much affecting the day-to-day stuff, even though even though my whole family's been vaccinated, it still affects us. Right. Well, I look, anybody who knows me knows that I was very COVID conscious. I still am. Um, definitely have loosened up. I mean, three of us are vaccinated. My daughter is not. That's a whole other stress point for me that it will be, you know, another five, six months before she can be vaccinated. Um But going into this summer, things were so hopeful because things were going so well and, you know, our numbers are back up and the Delta variant is kicking our ass and COVID has hit home for both of us in ways that are not tragic, but are frustrating, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, My daughter was supposed to go to summer camp next week. Um, And look, before anybody says anything... When we scheduled this, things were looking great, and I felt pretty comfortable with some of the precautions they were taking. It was not risk-free, but in the last several weeks, I had started to feel anxious about it, and then they canceled it. And on the one hand, it's a little bit of a relief. My friend Karen, our daughters were going to camp together. She was the one who told me because the email came at like 9 o'clock at night, and she goes, I'm both crushed and relieved. And I feel like those were my emotions, too, but the... Uh, what the ripple effect of that is that then my husband and I were planning to go on vacation while our kids were at camp and we have now canceled that vacation because our kids will, won't, won't both be at camp that week. Um, it's 
obviously it'll be okay. Vacation is a vacation, but it's a bummer. I had been looking forward to that. I know it's it is a bummer, and I think it's okay to admit that it is a bummer. You yeah. Know? This morning I saw uh, Katie Porter, who is a representative here in Orange County. Yes. She tweeted something. Last year's numbers versus this year's numbers, oh, July numbers. Uh-huh. We there's more COVID cases this no. July than there were last July. Mm-hmm. And it's like W T. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Like, uh, I just, so my daughter, here's my camp story. She went away to camp, uh, it was about three or four weeks ago and, uh, they were requiring a negative COVID vaccinate, or I'm sorry, a negative COVID test prior to going or vaccination, proof of vaccination. Now my daughter had been vaccinated, so I felt comfortable sending her there, um, then while she was there, we got an email that uh, there was a, some a COVID case at the camp. That's the, that's the the extent of the email. Those are mm-hmm. the details that mm-hmm. we got. Well, it comes to find out there was a COVID case at the camp from another church that was there. That led to an entire cabin of uh, outbreak, COVID outbreak. And then that whole entire church was sent home um, because of exposure. Well, exposure, again, a ripple effect with COVID. Counselors got it. They were sent home. But then the remainder of the campers were allowed to stay at camp. Well, then my daughter comes home and it comes to find out that like three girls in her cabin also were diagnosed with COVID. Uh at least five other students who went, you know, also got COVID and they were all on the bus ride home together. And so it's like, okay, well, I, I lovingly call it Camp COVID this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she did have a great experience there and it was super fun. But then, of course, there's this like gray cloud hanging over it. Right. And for everybody else who's going, I sure hope that the camp has... I don't know, figured out better protocol. Maybe, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is other than like canceling it, right? You know, canceling it. But then, then we're back to last year, last summer. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is either. And I think it's one of those things that every family is just making decisions for themselves. Um, but I do know for me, I was feeling very hopeful and, now that COVID anxiety is creeping back in. And part of it is that the expected vaccine date for our under 12s was pushed way back. And many of us thought we'd be going into this school year with a vaccine and now we're not. And now I look at this school year and I don't mean to be all doom and gloom. We'll bring it back around. But I was so hopeful for this school year. My daughter's going into sixth grade and sixth grade um, for our school is the end of elementary school. It's not middle school. And there's just a lot that happens in sixth grade. And I was just looking forward to her having a fairly normal school year. And to be very clear, I am on the side of making whatever the safest choice is for these kids, especially because 95% of these elementary kids are going to be unvaccinated. Again, it's just kind of a bummer to recalibrate our expectations again. I'm just a little, I'm worn out. And uh, I just have a little bit of um, COVID anxiety fatigue. And I had shared that on Instagram. And so many of you are in the same place with our under 12s that can't be vaccinated. And it just feels frustrating to feel like we're kind of left hanging out there a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's your, if you can, if I can ask, what's the current decision in your school district in terms of returning to school for fall? Our school is fully reopening, um, masks required while inside. The virtual school piece that was offered last year is continuing. Um, so if anybody wants to choose a fully virtual option in our school, they can, or you can go back full-time. My understanding is it will be full-size classes, but masks required indoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. My daughter goes to private school, and it, they have a very small population there. Um, 
but at the end of the school year, they wore they wore masks too, or they had the option of wearing masks, but they were required to wear face shields. I mean, whatever. And um, they sent an email this summer saying like, no face shields, no. They also had those like desk shields, you oh know, yes, desk partitions or whatever. Uh, that none of that will be required. But this was like you know in early June that that announcement mm-hmm. was made and mm-hmm. a lot of things have changed since early June so i'm right. curious to see what what their uh reopening policies will be but i haven't heard and i remember that was like the anxiety that i had last summer she was still in public school and it was like this waiting game from the school district of like what are they going to do what's the plan what's the contingency plan like i don't envy your um your spot right now at all yeah i mean i feel like we're sending our kids back i just feel less great about it now mm-hmm. um uh yeah I, I that's where i am so i just, re- I just remember when this ha- all came you know to a head in March 2020, I was like, my daughter was a sixth grader at the time. And I was like, thank God it was sixth grade here was uh, the, her first year of middle school. And I was like, mm-hmm. thank God she's not going to be impacted. You know, sixth grade is sixth grade, whatever. She can finish the, the year at home. I'm just glad she's not an eighth grader or a senior in high school or whatever, you know. And now here it's still it's not going anywhere. Still impacted. I know I'm not, certainly not unique in looking at the school year and thinking about the things we are going to lose. I just think I was a little hopeful. Yeah, and a little blindsided by perhaps how surprised I am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I should have, I think I should have expected it. But I think I was just ready to be hopeful. And I was ready to lean into that. So anything could change. Hopefully things will get better. But I do think... Uh, it's a little slower recovery than I had hoped for. Mm-hmm. Well, leaving COVID, what's going well for you this summer, Megan? Um, I do think I'm doing a good job. As much as I said I'm not the fun mom, I do think I am creating a fun summer for my kids. As much as there are those moments where it's not fun, we they are having friends over a lot. They we are, you know. Okay, yeah, we got a barbecue out front next to the porta potty, but man, we're gonna sit out front and turn on the music and have a good time. <laughs> um, we have seen a lot of friends, which has been really nice. I mean, I saw people yesterday that I hadn't seen in a year and a half, and that was really nice. We did get to go on a nice vacation. You know, I am enjoying this time as much as I can because I am aware that everyone is. My husband and the kids are going back to school in a few weeks. And so I think on the upside, there have been many fun things. And it has been a very mellow summer at home. There's been lots of downtime, lots of hanging out on the couch. I am not running in a million different directions. So that has all been good. What's been good for you? Um, I second most of that. I think like I, as much as I'm complaining about not being fun mom too, I think I have been and Mm -hmm. have like afforded her a lot of fun opportunities this summer. Um, Also agree with kind of like just mellow days here have been really nice and, and working on things that, or keeping busy myself doing things around the house that that have been ignored for quite some time, you know, uh-huh. like organizational stuff, which I like to do in my free time anyway. You know, stuff like that has been fun. Um, I tell you, we haven't been in our pool one time this summer, if you can believe really? that. Can you believe that? Not once. And I came home from Hawaii saying, like, I'm going in the pool every single day because I love to be in the pool. And, yeah, no, haven't done it. Just, I don't, you know. Why do you think that is? Well, it's because I've been really sick. But on top of that, it's just, like, you know, when you're dressed and you don't want to get in the pool water and then your hair might get wet and then you got to take a shower after, you know, it's, you'll see. You'll see, Megan. Oh, I know. I'm not a fun pool mom, but. We've had several hot days where I've come home and I'm like, man, if I had a pool, I would walk straight into the backyard and right into it <laughs> just to cool I off. Because just... I'm a multiple shower a day to cool off kind of person. Uh-huh. So I feel like 
I'm hoping that I that we use it. Yeah, you will. You will. You guys you guys will for the first year or two. <laughs> <laughs> then it just becomes something nice to look at. Yeah. But you know, summer's been great. Like this is my favorite time of year. It's just been a difficult it's just been difficult, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it has for everybody. So uh, I I'm I'm determined to like look at the positives instead of the negatives, even though we just had a total vent fest here for the last 40 minutes. But, um, you know, I I know you're happy that summer is almost over and then you can like jump right into Christmas. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not in that place. Honestly, I'm not like bring on the holidays. Um, partially it's pool related because I want to actually enjoy it. I want it to be done and still warm enough for it to feel like, okay, this is what I envisioned three months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I am admittedly looking forward to everyone going back to school. I don't want to wish it away. I don't want to rush it, but I really need to lean into the fact that when everybody's home, I cannot be the productive, scheduled person that I want to be. I just can't be. And it's not because they won't let me be. It's just that I'm not good at it. And as much as I'd like to say, okay, there's this many weeks left in summer. This is how I'm going to dig in and get that schedule. That's that's not the reality. I, let's, so if I'm really realistic about it, I'm going to lean into the reality of summer. The reality of summer is I don't have a whole lot of motivation. (laughs) I don't have full autonomy over my time because everyone's home and I can't just, you know, bye whenever I want to. And so I'm just going to lean into that. The kids are here. Let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's enjoy the last few weeks of summer. Let's make it fun for them. And then when everyone goes back, man, watch out, Wendy, because I'm... Gonna schedule us to within an inch of our lives. Well, it's so funny you say that because I'm like, hmm, okay, I'm gonna remind her of this conversation next May when she's talking about like her summer schedule. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I need that reminder then. And now and now she says, as soon as those kids go back to school, Wendy, we're gonna have a schedule, which we will. We're gonna have a set working schedule. Yes, we will. I, I think that's reasonable. I do need to be reminded that summer is not the time for that for me. It doesn't work. <laughs> every year, every year I've got such high hopes and that's just not how it works for us. Yeah. Well, remind me that next summer too, when I'm like, we are not taking one week off of the podcast. We are going to make it happen. It is too difficult, guys. It is too, too difficult some days. It is challenging. And uh, the sickness really threw us. Hey, if you want to let us know how your summer reality has differed from your expectations. We would love to hear those stories. Go ahead and drop us an email at Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And we are going to come right back with Megan and Wendy approved. We are back with Megan and Wendy approved and Wendy, what did you bring this week? I have a cleaning product. Yes. Tell me. Very excited. I saw a friend post this on Facebook. Um, she has a bunch of dogs, too. I think she does that. Uh, she, she's a rover. She's one of those oh, rover people, yes. too, that watches dogs, too. Mm-hmm. It is the Resolve Hair Eliminator Vacuum Booster. Oh. And what you do is you, it's a spray foam that you spray on your carpet or your rug, and you let it sit five minutes, and it somehow magically pulls up any sort of, like, dog or cat hair that you have matted into your carpets and for easy vacuuming. That's a game changer. Yeah. It, so it claims it helps lift and remove 75% more hair versus vacuuming alone. And so I bought two bottles of it because, you know, I have three dogs and I used it for the first time yesterday in my bedroom because our dogs sleep in our bedroom at night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was like clumping in front of my eyes or anything but after I vacuumed it up I have a a vacuum with a bag so I don't it's not one of those clear canisters I can't can't see see what you're getting right um but to walk on it the it the texture of the carpet actually feels softer than it did before so interesting yeah I'm super stoked on it I like it it's like six bucks got it from Target um I'm I'm gonna use it all over my house now I'm very excited for it. I wonder if it would also like just loosen up other stuff in your carpet. 
It might. It might lift like crumbs and like hidden dirt. I don't know. But I, I'm telling you, I feel a difference underfoot when I walked on it last night. That's very exciting. Yes. What do you have? I have a podcast <clears throat> and it is, it's called Rom-Com Pods. So it's a scripted romantic comedy podcast and they have three seasons and it used to exist you used to be one podcast with multiple seasons it is now i just looked it up it's now a channel and the channel is rom-com pods and underneath the channel there are three shows uh the first two seasons one was called vote for love the second one was called honeymoon for one and the third season just came out this summer and i have not listened to it i've been saving it for like one of those, like I'm going to clean the house all day and this is going to be my motivation that I can keep listening to multiple episodes of the podcast. And um, the third season is called Showmance. And I do believe all of seven episodes are out. So it's fully released. And it's just if you, I mean, it gives you kind of like that audiobook feel, but it is voiced by multiple people. It's not like you're re- being read a book. They are short episodes. Well, they're between 25 and 35 minutes long. It's entertaining. It's just kind of light in your ears. Fun to listen to. I enjoy it. Is it a Hallmark movie for your ears? It is uh, it is a Hallmark movie for your ears, but I would say it's better. It's, uh, okay. it's not super steamy for sure, but um, better than a Hallmark movie. Okay. I enjoy it. Awesome. It's just if you need that kind of like feel good feeling while you're there's a lot of murder podcasts out there, guys. This is the <laughs> this is the antithesis of that. And look, I like a good true crime pro- podcast, but I also need like a little palate cleanser more often than not. So <laughs> season three is waiting for me. If you enjoy a scripted podcast, I would suggest you try this. If you think you don't like a scripted podcast, but you do like audiobooks or you like rom-com movies or romantic comedy books, I would consider maybe giving it a try if you've never listened to a scripted podcast. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. We plan to be back next week with a brand new episode. We'd love to hear from you in the meantime, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram, Megan and Wendy LSS. Until next time, everybody have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.